Hey, Travelpreneur, this is Nicole Barrett, sales and marketing expert to top hotels, resorts, and travel brands around the world. In my over 15 years in the business, I have seen a real need among travel pros like you to create a unique brand and market themselves and their businesses properly. My goal with this podcast? To help you navigate this world of travel marketing with direct, simple, and effective strategies so you can attract, engage, and convert an audience of your ideal clients and grow that wildly successful travel business that you dream of. So go ahead, get comfy, and stick around for some tips, stories, and maybe even some laughs. Here we go. Hey, Travelpreneurs, Nicole here. How are you? Oh my gosh, spring is here. Spring is officially here and I am jumping for joy. I hope you are too. I'm also jumping for joy for this particular episode or the next couple episodes of the Hey Travelpreneur podcast. And here's why. I recently interviewed nine amazing travel advisors about what they're going to be doing differently in their businesses moving forward. Now, initially, when I thought of this episode, I figure, you know, we'll pack it into one episode, all nine agents, and then maybe we'll have five minutes per agents or so maximum. Well, fooled me because these conversations turned out to be so impactful and so many gems were dropped and they were just really great conversations packed with really good education and knowledge and aha moments that I say, you know what, I think we're going to make this two episodes. So to those travel advisors who responded and said, yes, I absolutely want to do this and you're included in this episode. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And listen, for the rest of you, I know you're going to enjoy this. Here is what your fellow colleagues have to say about what's working in their business now and some of them what was not working and what they're doing with their businesses moving forward. All right, without further ado, let's get started, shall we? Hey, Evelyn, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Oh, it's so good to see you. So good to see you. So tell me a little bit about you and a little bit about your agency. Sure. So my agency, Ivy League Travel, I'm a home-based travel agent that actually travels. So I don't just sit behind a computer and book travel. I love to get out there and really visit different destinations and resorts in my niche so I can better provide options to my clients. I've been in business for three years based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and my niche is destination weddings, honeymoons, romance travel to the Caribbean and Mexico and exotic destinations all over the world. I love that. And from what I know about you, you used to be in, was it education or medical? Um, healthcare. I've actually been in the healthcare field for over 25 years. And just quick story, back in 2018, April of 2018, I quit my job for the first time without having a backup. I was burnt out. I was putting in like 80 hours a week. It was a very demanding job, even though the money was great, but it's not just all about the money. If you are not enjoying life and what you're doing. So I got burnt out. I got tired of waking up too many uh, mornings with my head in my, on my desk right here in my laptop um, working. So I quit my job. I was like, what am I going to do next? And my passion has always been for travel. I've always been 
a traveler. Since I was my first flight at eight years of age, I've always loved traveling. And I decided to pursue my passion and start a business. Wow. And your passion is definitely Caribbean. But yes, because that's my roots. That's yes. your roots. Yes. Montserrat. Yes. Right. Yes, I'm from the beautiful small island of Montserrat. And I love sharing my culture with other um, travelers. You know, yes. the Caribbean is not just about beautiful beaches. It's all about the, the people and the nature and the music, the food. I was just um, about to I say love the food. sharing that. Oh, yeah, I'm a foodie. <laughs> The food for sure. Okay, so that's yes. good. And so now you specialize in honeymoons and destination weddings to the Caribbean, Mexico, mm-hmm. exotic destinations. I love that. Yes. Okay, so, you know, you started in this business three years ago, and obviously two years in, the pandemic hit, right? Oh, my God. I know. So what, what <laughs> how has it been the past year for you and your business? Very challenging to the point where I thought of quitting. I really did because the first year you're still, you're just learning. You're just getting your feet wet. And last year I had large groups that were going to travel. I was going to make some money finally. And then I had to process all the refunds. What people don't understand is we get paid when the traveler travels. Right. right? So it was just, just horrible. It was really tough. I, I can imagine. But I decided I'm going to stay with it. Again, travel is it's more than just my passion. It's my, my therapy. It's my paycheck to self. All of that. I love everything travel. So what I decided to do is take advantage of this opportunity. And yes, it's struggling. It's challenging. But how do I turn that into a positive? And what I realized, I needed to take time to really step back and look at my business process and setup. And I realized there were things that I didn't have in place that I needed to really propel my business forward. So I put in terms of systems and better, you know, automation and so forth and organization. And aside from that, that's when I really decided to niche down to destination weddings, honeymoons and romance travel. Before that, I was booking any and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized the importance of being focused because then you can become truly an expert in one area. You can't be an expert in everything. It's impossible. Impossible. So what you're saying is over the past year, one of the things that you're doing moving forward in your business, like this past year, it gave you a chance to mm-hmm. completely niche down, correct? Exactly. Yes. Okay. And how do you see that developing then over the next year or so moving forward? How much have you niched down? Well, I would say 90% of my business right now is focused on the destination weddings and honeymoon, romance travel. Um, Very few uh, solo travelers. I do continue to maintain services for my clients that I've established, but going new clients, I'm really being very selective. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I want the business, but again, I don't want to go back to doing any and everything. And I think it's important for my audience, my clients to see that like on social media, that I am focused on their area, my ideal client, you know, so they know that I will give them the attention and services that they need. If they see me doing any and everything, they may feel that they're not going to get the attention that they need from me. Perfect. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second, because you brought up a very good point. So your messaging now, obviously 
you know, over the past year have changed, right? Yes. So now your messaging that you're putting out there is, is more about your niche. Mm-hmm. How are you finding that? And what have the engagement been from your audience about that? And have you gotten any other uh, leads or bookings or anything because of that changing your messaging? Yes, I'm definitely getting more honeymoons. Um, I'm still working on weddings. Um, I'm definitely getting more honeymoon um, bookings and also romance travel. Because what I've done in social media, not just with what I'm posting, the pictures, trying to target that audience, my ideal client. So on Instagram and my um, Facebook, I now set up a have my LinkedIn page set up. Pinterest, all geared to my ideal client. And I started running Facebook ads as well. And my sales funnel, I have my lead magnet. So everything is pretty much focused. Your entire messaging has changed. It's changed. It's definitely changed. My website um, has changed as well. My social media posts is clear what my niches. And based on the feedback I've been getting, I think it's pretty clear. It's clear to me, Evelyn. And but also, in addition to that, not only is it clear to me, what I've also seen is now that you've become, I don't want to say more confident, but that's what it seems to me Like you're more confident in your niche. And you're more confident in in showing up because now you know, what you're showing up to say, or what Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be showing up to say, and I'm actually seeing that manifest itself in you doing more live videos, you showing your face more. I I mean, I know you know, but I want to let you know that I've seen that, right? And this is important for us to acknowledge folks. And we talk about this in the the messaging or get your message on point masterclass that I did, that once you know exactly what you should be saying and exactly who you're speaking to, you are more confident. You feel more alive. You look like you're perfect. Yes. I'm going to start showing up more. And I'm seeing that in you. So, okay, so let's recap for a second here. So the one thing that you are changing moving forward is that you've niched down thoroughly a little bit more where you're more comfortable with it. Absolutely. This then, what advice do you have for agents now that you've changed your messaging and you're showing up more in live videos? What advice do you have for travel advisors who want to show up like you're showing up more on your social media, for example? So two things. Um, one, be very clear and know what your ideal client. You've always stressed that. And I've heard it from others as well. And I didn't realize how important it is because it really saves you time and just stress. It, it keeps you focused, right? And in addition for, to that, what I realized is when I post videos and pictures of myself, I get more engagement than Posting a beautiful resort or, you know, um, pictures of the beach. They want to see me. And initially that was shocking to me. And then I had someone that I committed to showing up live at least once a week. Her name is, um, what's her name? Nicole Barrett. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so people love that. And what I'm doing now more with intention is thinking about the message I really want to send out. So aside from posting about, you know, weddings and romance, I'm now doing lives with uh, resources that are available to travel agents that um, I want to share with the public, like speaking with the tourism boards live. Um, Like I did a live with uh, someone from Dominica on Sunday. Next week, I'm doing a live with Montserrat and following week with Antigua. So I'm reaching out to the tourism boards because there's tons of information we get from them 
um, as travel advisors, travel agents, whatever you travel professionals that I want to now share with the public and let them know that the work that we put in for them, you right. know, how we use our expertise, you know, and why when we charge a fee, what they're getting, right. the services that we're providing right. and the research that we do. And you show that, you show that quite a bit and not just being home and sitting in your living room, but you know, but you're also great at when you're on resorts um, and I'm going to give you props for that right now, you know, big ups. Um, when you're on resort and you're, whether you're on the beach or you're, you know, going live from a room, I thoroughly enjoy seeing you with, I believe it's more stories that you, that you've done that in, um, into showing up on resort. And as a destination wedding bride, I'm looking, Hmm, that would be a great spot for me to get married in. Right. That spot that she's standing in right now, exactly. you're making it come to life for me. Right. And no doubts about it. The resort photos are fantastic. The, the brochures, print and online are gorgeous. Yeah. But to see you, Ivelyn, standing in that spot brings it home a little bit more for people, I think. so. Great. That's my intention. So I'm yeah. glad that's coming across because that's my intention to show that I don't want to make my clients jealous or potential clients jealous of me. I want to just show them what's available, what they can experience for themselves. And I always encourage them not just sit back and, and watch, you know, the beautiful Instagram pictures and video, go and experience it for yourself. Yes. And on that note, love that, Evelyn. Thank you so much for being here and dropping all these gems. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nicole, for this opportunity. Anytime. I'll see you soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, Felicity, how are you, my darling? I am doing fantastic. Oh, that sounds good. I cannot wait to talk to you today. Perfect. (laughs) Tell the people a little bit about you and your business. Sure. My name is Felicity Otilo, and I own a luxury travel agency that is focused on culinary and experiential trips. So I'm a firm believer that you you learn a country, a city, a town through every bite and really immersing yourself into those experiences. That's kind of what I'm focused on. So figuring out really and honing and customizing a trip to your personal needs and adding in food if that's what you're into. We follow each other on Instagram and I have seen all your food photos, but not only that, we've traveled together. Yes. And we've eaten, we've had meals together, and now you're making me very hungry just thinking about all of that. Look, I'm waiting for things to open up. I'm overcooking in my kitchen. Um, <laughs> so I'm definitely over that. But look, you know, even throughout this pandemic, I've been supporting the restaurant industry, whether it's been delivery, it's been takeout. Um, you have some chefs and bakers that are doing some amazing, innovative things. You know, I'm getting emails saying, okay, it's opened up. Let me go and orders, you know, from some chef who is no longer working, but is now doing stoop meals or um, someone else who has taken over his father's Chinese restaurant and does like Michelin star fried chicken oh. and sides um, and accompanying beverages. That's the best thing to come out of COVID. That's the best thing. And let me tell you, and I've seen, and you know, you're introducing me a lot more to the New York culinary or restaurant scene, right? Because you do talk about a lot of New York restaurants, which is where you live. And so that's very, very interesting to me. 
So let me ask you this then, culinary travel, has that always been a part of your niche or have you been just been stepping into that seamlessly over the past few years? Um, you know, I think it's always kind of been something that I've stepped into. Um, just one of it, because my background, I used to manage restaurant accounts. Um, so global, large accounts, my sister team, they manage fine dining and celebrity chefs. And so I was always heavily exposed in the travel business, in the hospitality business, but just on a different level. So I was the BDMs um, managing these accounts, but always really heavily focused on the culinary aspect of it. Um, That's also what I studied in school was hotel and restaurant management. It's always funny when people think, oh, you manage in hotels, so did you cook? (laughs) No, it's the actual management of these things. We had some conversations about technique, but no, no, I studied the DNA of restaurants and Um, hotels. So it's something I've always been into. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. So in terms of that or moving forward, because we all know how the past year has been, especially when it comes to food and food travel, um, moving forward into this new era, right? New travel eras that we're calling it. What is one thing that you're doing differently or that you've already started to do differently in your business? Um, I've never been a huge Caribbean Mexico fan. Um, you know, as much as it pains me to say, you know, my most hated post-traumatic stress word is pivot. Um, (laughs) I get PTSD from that word too. Don't worry. Um, so I, you know, I look, I think in 2020, that was the time it was most, most applicable. You know, when you had those corporate throwaway words, pivot growth mindset, they actually were applicable and something you had to do. So, you know, I primarily do South America, Asia, and Europe, and those markets are closed to me. Um, A lot of my clients still aren't clamoring to go, but desperation starts hitting, like, give me anywhere. Um, (laughs) I want to go anywhere. So started doing a lot more Caribbean, a lot more Mexico. Um, The good thing was I'm also well-versed in domestic, having traveled to almost every state in the U.S., So there's great beauty just staying where you are. And I think a lot of people realize that over the past year. So I've been doing a lot more of that, a lot more wellness, um, because Lord knows we all need some mental health going on. (laughs) Um, So just kind of going into some more areas that I typically wouldn't go into had it been a normal year. Right. Okay. Well, and I also see too that you've taken that And I see you carving out your own space. And I'm going to refer to Clubhouse, for example, because just a couple of days ago, I accepted an invitation to join your Clubhouse club, where the focus is culinary travel. So you're taking it and you are running with it, right? So what advice do you have for agents who may have a particular niche like yours, what advice do you have for them on how to showcase what they know specifically on a platform like Clubhouse, for example? How do they make that their own? Sure. So you always get on me about showing up, showing up. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. Do I? I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. Just a a smidgen. Um, And so I love Instagram. We've talked about this. Love Instagram, but I put more thought into Instagram when I'm showing my visuals there. I'm never going to be the person that's going to show up with hair not done. It's not in my DNA to do that. Not in mine either. It's not in mine. It's just not going to happen. My mother would rise up and say, lipstick, please. (laughs) But 
in terms of something like a clubhouse, it plays into my strengths. I'm a very good speaker. I like to talk um, and I'm well-versed on a variety of subjects, including the ones that I really focus in on. And it's also a new platform. So it's very easy, good, bad, or whatever, to gain a following, to have conversations and set yourself up as an authority. Um, I also think it's a great way to do you know, partnerships and alliances. You know, for example, I constantly moderate our host um, with several other travel agency owners. We all have different niches. Um, We're all in the luxury platform, but some have specialties. Nadege, for example, she does whiskey. She's highly focused. Tiffany kind of goes into luxury across the board. She does luxury. And so the three of us are also aligned a lot on kind of where we think in the industry. But even outside of that, having conversations, I know food really, really, really well. And that allows you to collaborate. And that's the beauty, right, about sometimes about niching down is that it opens up opportunities for you to get introduced to to a different audience through different people. And so it allows you to be able to collaborate on platforms like Clubhouse, which is best when you're collaborating. And, you know, and even having conversations with chefs, bringing them on. We had a really good conversation and I just kind of opened up a room outside of the scheduled one. No rhyme or reason. We were on there for about three hours having conversations about food and, you know, the best place you ever ate, dishes you're missing, how to cook certain things. So, you know, we had an agent that focuses on veganism, um, which while not in my wheelhouse, for me, I would never become a vegan, for example. However, I do eat vegan dishes. I have friends that clients are moving towards that or at minimum plant-based. And I volunteer at a farm stand. So it's always good. And it also gives you different ideas, you know, and there's opportunities to collaborate with people in the industry that are on this platform um, as well. A beautiful point that you made is that you know your strength and a platform like Clubhouse plays to your strengths, right? So that's a lesson for all of us to play to our strengths. So I'm just glad that something like Clubhouse, I mean, you've always been great in showing up in other places, but I'm just like over here, like, hallelujah (laughs) for Clubhouse and, you know, for you and so many beautiful people that I've met on Clubhouse and that I'm just thankful for. And and I love that agents can collaborate that way. It's been an interesting journey. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens once, um, you know, the world opens up. So that'll also be another factor in it. And also as Clubhouse opens up. Let's end with this final question. Since you've been on Clubhouse and you've been focusing a lot more over the past couple of years on culinary travel, and especially over the past few months, um, have you seen any changes in your audience or the people who engage with you? Um, To some degree. You know, look, I tend to do very high-end, upscale to luxury travel. There are people that are slightly lower in that. Mm-hmm. And there are challenges with that as well and figuring out how they play, how much attention I give them. So you're seeing some of those. So you get this shift. And for me, it's a bit of a struggle. So, you know, I'm getting some individuals that food is not really their thing, um, but they like the way I describe it. They like following both of my Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, okay, I can relate to you. They like the way my voice sounds. Um, And then you layer on my Instagrams and some other things. So I get those individuals. So it's this weird conundrum where it's great, 
but getting them into a routine or actually doing a different type of servicing model for those individuals because it's not going to be the super in-depth you know experiential thing so giving them touches of surprise and delights we're taking something that's a package and kind of elevating it slightly for them but they're not going to get that same level of intense hand holding because quite frankly a the price point or what they're looking for doesn't necessitate it um if i'm doing an all-inclusive for you i don't need to spend hours building out this intense um intricate itinerary for you but still want you to walk away feeling happy right oh love it love it well thank you so much for lashini for being here you've been amazing and i'll see you around maybe on clubhouse later today more than likely yes (laughs) good talking to you nicole you too my darling okay bye-bye Hey, Ed, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. I'm good. How are you doing? Thank you for inviting me. Oh, anytime. It's so good to have you here. So why don't you go ahead and tell the folks about Ed, who you are and about your agency? My name is Edward Jean. I used to be a stockbroker for uh, 10 years before I pivoted. And next month will be my 15th year anniversary. Okay. And your agency is Massive Travel, correct? Massive travels. Wow. Um, Massive travels. So, wow, 15 years. Look at that. So, 15 years in, and then 2020 happened. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Yeah. Um, how's, how was 2020 in early 2021? How have that been for you? 2020. Well, when it first, when everything first happened, everything was at a standstill. Um, right. Anything that I incurred in sales disappeared. In March. Um, so instead of panicking, well, I had to panic a little bit. Yeah, we I all just, did. Um, I just started to uh, educate myself on things that I never had time for. Mm. Webinars, specialty classes um, on different destinations, different products that have to do with travel. I also rebranded myself. My marketing took time to do a couple of things to like tighten up the business aspect of the agency as many travel advisors did. So let me ask you this, talking about marketing, right? Uh, what is your niche? I don't actually don't have a niche. I decided not to really prioritize on that um, just because I want to learn and I'm still learning about all things travel. And I find that being generalized helps my business better because I have agents who work for me who specialize in different things. Different things, so okay. If I have something that comes to me that I don't particularly know a lot about, I'll send it to one of my agents, like okay. Disney, for example. Right, who someone who who niche who's niche or um, who niches in Disney Disney or family travel. Right. So what you do on a day to day is a lot of the management behind massive travels, and when you do get bookings, it's not necessarily niched. Um, it's very general for you, but if you do get a booking that you have an agent who niches down in, you may pass it on to that agent. Okay, perfect. All right, so let me ask you this. So you did mention that you've taken the past year to develop or uh, firm up some of the marketing in your business. Can you share with me, whether it's from a marketing standpoint or something else, what is one thing moving forward that you are changing or that you have changed in your business or in the way that you show up in your business? Mm. Well, as far as marketing is concerned, there's two things, really. As far as marketing, 
I tend to post more um, experience or, or feel good travel marketing, not necessarily sales or deals. I just want people to remember when it's time for you to travel, to remember massive travels. Right. Let me stick up in there. So were you not doing that before this? I was doing that, but I used to do it like 30 to 70. So 70% just travel related posts and maybe 30% sales. Okay. And I actually just actually probably went down to like maybe 10, 5% sales posting and just travel inspired posting. Okay, great. And I find and that works more better for me. Perfect. And and I know that based on our conversations and you've been to a few of my workshops, you know, even 5% sales. So when, you know, I'm thinking even when you say sales and correct me if I'm wrong, you're not always selling in terms of call me to talk about this great deal or, you know, this airline or resort is running special promotion, but it's more of like, it may be a soft call to action but for them to take the next step. Even if you book a a quick call with you, is that what you're saying? Yeah. And I do more of that on my directly with my, database of clients with my email campaigns. If okay. it's a sale, I think that they would benefit from that's where that goes. Okay. Perfect. And what is the second thing you said there were two things. What is the second thing? Oh, second thing is on a legal standpoint, mm-hmm. updating my term, my um, terms and conditions. Mm, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Let's talk about that. Oh. Okay. So first and foremost, why now? And why is that important for agents to, to consider? Ooh, well, you know, during this past year, a lot of suppliers have changed their terms and conditions, which makes it a little, um, gives us a little more on to burn on our shoulders. So I had to update my terms and conditions to combat that and to make sure that my clients know exactly what is what going into business okay. or hiring me because I'm working for them. But here's my terms and conditions for working for you um, so that can protect me and my agency. And this past year, a lot of people have gone under because some people don't realize that you're making your commission off part of a sale. If someone comes after you because they feel you're at fault, it's for that whole package. Right. So sometimes there's no coming back from that. Okay. Perfect. And so, uh, you know, with that in mind, then what advice do you have for agents? Where should they start for someone who's like, mm, I should do that. Oh my God, that's a great point, Ed. I should do that. Where do they start? Well, no two agencies are the same, right? Right. So I definitely recommend um, speaking to uh, a lawyer um, mm-hmm. and getting some legal advice or having them draw up your terms and conditions. You can find a lawyer who's specialized in travels. That's be great because they understand where you're coming from. So it's definitely worth the investment to get that done because down the road, if you don't do it, something happens, you don't want to learn it that way. No. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Love that. And on that note, Ed, that was brilliant. Uh, Very great points. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Any last word? Just that when it comes to running your business, please remember that they're running a business. A lot of travel agencies know they're selling travel, but forget that they're running a business. Please Mm -hmm. don't forget that part of your agency. You'll be better for it. It'll take you to the next level faster because your clients will see that you're about your business and will want to come back to you again and again. Love it. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you, Ed. You're wonderful. Thank you for being here again. 
Thank you so much for having me. I love you. Oh, I love you too, buddy. (laughs) All right. Bye. See you later. Hey, Zachary, how are you? I'm doing well, Nicole. How are you? I am wonderful. So tell us about yourself, Zachary, and about your agency. Well, I am a luxury travel advisor who specializes in all things Scotland. I'm half Scottish, and my agency's name is Royal Bee Travel. And I know you also do a little bit of uh, Europe as well and other parts of the UK, correct? All, All UK, parts of Europe, as well as United States. Okay, love that. But you definitely do luxury travel. And how long have you been in business, Zachary? I have been in business. It will be a year in May. May 19th is the official year. But I have been in the industry for 10 years being in luxury hotels. Okay, so you and I, for sure, uh, we've talked about this, that we have a hotel and hospitality background, which helps the way we approach um, our businesses and approach our relationships. Or Absolutely. So love that. Love that we share that connection. Okay, so you've been in business. Oh gosh, this May is going to be one year. One year. So you decided to start your business in the middle of a pandemic. Like, who does that? I don't know. Crazy people, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) But we learned we got enough training in that we can actually start talking to people about why we do what we do. Why we do what we do. I love that. And it helps, again, your hospitality background helps being able to just jump right into this in the middle of chaos. Okay, so your business is quite new. Yes. Here's the thing. It's only been a year, mm-hmm. but it's also been a year, right? <laughs> so <laughs> over the past year, even though it's only been a year, I am sure that you have gone through different levels of, of business emotions and feeling and trying different things and trying to start a business in the middle of a pandemic. Can you tell me one thing that may not be something that you have changed because it's only been a year? But is there something that you're doing differently um, moving forward in your business or one thing that you you can recommend to other agents to try in their businesses? Well, you're the one that actually got me sold on this was email marketing. Um, And Nikita got me on, there's actually two things, so I can't just say one, but also working with Nikita on uh, social media posts, because honestly, I don't have the time to actually t- sit down and type all that. It's nice yeah. when you can pay someone else to do it and it's already pre-made and then I can just adjust it to the way I speak, which yes. makes it easier. The email marketing is not dead. It is still out there. I just got a new sign up last night. It's alive and well, so it does work. It just, it, it's not for everyone and I get it. So my recommendation to people is find what works for you. Right. Okay. Awesome. Something else that I'm seeing working for you that you're in the middle of doing, and if you can talk about this a little bit more, is starting a podcast. So you yes. were in my podcast masterclass and you, you went through that process. Um, I'm excited, dear student. Tell us about your podcast and why you're starting a podcast. My podcast is called The Kilted American. I actually crowdsourced the name, as you know, Nicole. Yes. Um, and <laughs> so let, let's stick up in there for a yeah. second. <laughs> so what Zachary's talking about is that um, Zachary's a part of a program that I ran with uh, three other beautiful ladies who are in the space called Refresh. So Zachary is a Refresh graduate, and uh, we still have a Slack channel, which is you know, a community that we nurture and we communicate in outside of Facebook. And in the Slack channel, all the students from the Refresh program are in there. And Zachary, outside of Refresh, you built your own mastermind, which is lovely. Like, we love that you guys have gotten together and support each other. In addition to the 
monthly calls that we do, coaching calls, you also have your own calls, coaching calls together, a mastermind call going on. And so what you did in that group is you asked them, hey, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. Here's what I think the name should be. And then after you've gotten tons and tons of responses, the entire name changed, right? <laughs> so they helped you curate a name for your podcast. So that's what Zachary's talking about crowdsourcing it so it was beautiful <laughs> now you can continue Zachary so it's called the kilted American um, my friend Alex came up with it uh, another refresh graduate yeah. and it was such a brilliant name and I just couldn't help but go with it and right. so the running joke with she and I is like I'll get 60% of the sales she'll get 40 and whoever wants to try and buy from me will not get any of the sales <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that's the running joke for our for us but yes. Um, I started it with Clubhouse to be a precursor, to talk to people and saying, what do you think of these titles? How should I do my podcast? Because really it's about the people. Scotland is all about the people. So this podcast is for all of you. And so my thing is, is it's just a different way to get my name out there. Um, every time I go into a Clubhouse room, they're like, it's the kilted American guys. And so <laughs> it's, it has caught on, which is phenomenal. That's what I want to sell. But I also want to be able to still sell travel and talk about it. But the reason, another reason why I started it is because everyone talks about the history versus the people and the culture and what makes Scotland so amazing. Yes, I have a degree in history. And yes, I can talk about that until I'm blue in the face, but that's not what connects all of us. Travel connects all of us just as much as dance or music. And that all is incorporated in, that's going to be incorporated into this podcast. Here's what I like about all of this is that even though we're less than a year in to your business, you've already taken the opportunity to set yourself apart. You've already saying, okay, what's different about what I do? Yes, it's Scotland. Yes, it's the UK. Yes, it's Europe and parts of the United States, but it's mainly Scotland. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take steps and, you know, go levels to make sure that I'm, you know, redefining the space for me and that I'm known as a kilted American. And, and so you're using this opportunity to be like, you know what, I'm setting myself apart. I absolutely, absolutely love that. And just to touch on what you also mentioned, not only do you have the podcast, but you've also started a club on Clubhouse called the Kilted American, correct? I'm a part of that club. That's correct. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes. And I, I love that. And so anyone um, who's looking to learn about Scotland or the UK or elsewhere, um, what's great about Clubhouse is that, you know, your bio is all, it's searchable, right? So if someone just types in Scotland, you're one of the top clubs and top people who are going to pop up mm -hmm. and your podcast is going to be the same thing because what I have found, there are not a lot of uh, themed or niched uh, podcasts or travel podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. When I go to Apple Podcasts, for example, there are a lot of general podcasts to be, so to be able to see yours pop up as, you know, the kilted American talking about Scotland. I'm going to, oh my gosh, like, I'm going to be so proud. I'm going to be like a beaming mom in the back of like your, you know, third grade school play or something like that. Um, so I love it. Love it. Okay. So what advice do you have for agents who are looking to start a podcast, for example? Don't be afraid. Put it out there. I understand that there is going to be some hesitation, but there's something to be said when you can jump into the unknown and either you're going to fail or you're going to succeed. You'll never know if you don't try. For me, trying is failing, but at the same time, there is some success behind it. So go for it. Who's going to tell you no? Don't let the inside voices tell you, oh, you're not good enough. You know, no one made it in Hollywood by saying, oh, no, I'm too scared and I'm afraid of the judgment. Who cares? You don't know those people. Do what you want to do. You sell yourself. 
be yourself. That's what sells. All we ask for is be yourself, show up. And that is the main messaging you taught me, Nicole. It's so true. And, you know, coming from Los Angeles, guys, I don't care about those people. I don't. (laughs) Love that. Oh, on that note, Zachary, thank you so much for joining me. Um, Great advice, great conversation. And listen, I'll see you around. And by the way, your podcast is still in development, we should say. So, you know, someone's listening to this and trying to search for it. Um, It's not available yet. He's in the process of recording his first few episodes and getting his artwork done. But look for it in the very near future. So it'll be coming out in June officially. I mean, there you go. due date is June. So podcast yeah. will be starting recording in April. So we're going to get everything awesome. situated. So mark your calendars, folks. June, you'll find The Kilted American on <laughs> Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm putting it out there, Zachary. Okay. I love it. Thank you, Nicole. Awesome. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, Jenny, how are you? I'm so great, Nicole. How are you? I am wonderful. All right. So why don't you go ahead and tell listeners who you are and a little bit about your business? So my name is Jenny Mancini. I'm the founder and owner of Vacation Design Travel. I opened Vacation Design Travel in 2009. I spent some time with Apple Vacations and then with Celtic Tours. So I've been in the business over 25 years. And then I opened Vacation Design Travel so that I would have the freedom to continue to be available for my family and do the volunteering that I wanted to do and spend the time uh, that I wanted to spend. Um, and so I've been a travel advisor um, with my own agency for 11 years. And oh, wow. You know, 11 years is a great period to be in because, you know, you've been through the ringer, mm-hmm. right? You, you started right after a recession, or yep. in the middle of a recession, 2009, right? Yeah, and now you're in the middle of a pandemic. But before we get to that, <laughs> let's talk about your niche. What is your niche? So I'm pretty much a generalist, but I do tend to focus on international travel, particularly Europe. Um, my favorite client is sort of the empty nester or the retiree who is ready to get out there and travel and not have the you know the kids to worry about anymore. Yeah. Okay, good. And so over the past year, obviously, it's been a heck of a year and um, lots of things have changed. Mm-hmm. For you specifically, um, how has the pandemic or the lack of travel or the, over the past year impacted your business? So I'm super fortunate that I am not the breadwinner in my family. I don't have to support myself. So I was really able to take advantage of the time and work on my business itself and up leveling it and um, take several courses that would help me to that end. Um, and so that's what I've been working on. And I, so I feel like I've been in the business of learning for the last year and I've almost forgotten how to do my job <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I've really overwhelmed myself, honestly. So I'm just trying to keep up with all the learning at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's, I know, I know it's tough. So with that being said, then, since mm-hmm. it looks as if hopefully you've learned a lot over the past year. And I know you're an experienced agent 11 years in, but there's still a chance to grow and learn. Absolutely. So for you, what is that one thing moving forward from here that you're going to be implementing or that you've already implemented in your business to yeah. kind of you know move the needle forward? Right. So honestly, I'm just not even sure how I ran my business for the last 11 years after what everything I've learned this year. 
I knew that I needed one, <clears throat> but before this year, I never used a CRM. Mm. So this year I've learned about travel joy in particular, and I have set it up and I'm using it. And I think it's going to be a game changer going forward. It's going to take some time for me to finish getting everything in there. I've just started, but I think it's going to just provide so much assistance with productivity and automation and save me so much time and have all my clients information just available to me instantly, rather than I've always been very good at um, being organized and keeping files. And so I can really pull their information out. But when I'm traveling, I'm bringing physical files with me of any active um, wow. accounts, and that bag is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, so it'll be really nice to be able to have all of that stored safely online, and I can pull it out anytime I need it. So I'm really looking mm -hmm. forward to just I'm, packing your laptop and just go. Yeah, I'm just really looking forward to to this possibility. Oh, wow. Okay, so you weren't using using a CRM before this year. Right. And you it was all just like paper for you, right? And yeah, all paper. Yeah. Okay. When did the light bulb go on to say, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to get better at my CRM system. You know, like I said, I, I really like the paper thing. I'm very organized and very good about it. In addition, so, some of it is online, like um, addresses and things like that. But credit card information, I was just hesitant to put anything on my computer about that stuff. So I kind of just have it securely um, in paper. But it's nice to have something that's PCI compliant that I don't have to worry about that anymore. Okay. So in 2019 was my busiest year in 2020 bookings, right? So in 2019 and 2020, we're just becoming so busy that I was having a really tough time keeping up with everything I was doing. So taking the time to create invoices that are just in Word and all the formatting that goes with it. And yeah, I use a template. So all I'm doing is just, you know, filling in the different information, changing the information, but it was just taking some time. So that, and then along with what I've learned over the year after, after the pandemic started and everything sort of shut down, you know, combining those two things, the fact that I was getting so busy and the fact that there's solutions was very appealing. So kind of realized this has been what I've been missing for so long. Oh, and isn't that an awesome feeling? It it is. It really is. It's just so relieving. I know. That's awesome. Okay. So what advice do you have for any travel advisor who is looking to move forward with a CRM or just to make that change from, you know, less paper to more digital? Any advice on that? You know, there's a few to choose from, and I would suggest just learning about all of them and watching the videos and the customer service uh, are very helpful and they have helpful videos and, you know, just learn about it before it gets to the point where you're overwhelmed and then you just don't have time to learn about it and time to implement it. Um, so that's what this year has done for me that I've had the time to learn about these things and the time to actually be implementing them. Love that. Okay, so I'm going to switch topics a little bit and I'm going to. Um, give you kudos and you know a clap clap you know <laughs> and a big ups for something that I noticed that you've been doing recently for you and you know Jenny when we first started to really get to know each other um, was back in 2020 I mean I knew you before that but when we really like spent some time together was like uh, mid 2020 or so 
and I've noticed their butterfly, okay, their caterpillar who's now a butterfly, is that you have this community aspect going on right now, whether mm-hmm. it is in the Refresh Slack group or on Clubhouse or just online in general, you have developed this community leader personality. And I am absolutely loving that. So can you talk about that a little bit? Oh my goodness, you're so funny. Well, I'm still like that. I'm very much an introvert. You know, I'm going to sit in the back of the class and I'm just watching. And that's kind of what an introvert does. An introvert is not able to sort of just jump right in with people they don't know. It's kind of taxing on an introvert. So, you know, we just kind of sit back and observe and learn and get to know people. And then once I get to know people, that's when I just start opening up more. So I I feel like there's just more of a relationship. And that's when I sort of start opening up more between you and Nikita and Kate and Kareem. And all of the people in Refresh, this just a nice small group. And the fact that it was live twice a week, you know, all of that just helped me get to know all of you and all of my co-students in the course. And so we've just gotten to know each other so much better and just love them. And they're all, everyone, we're all so supportive of each other and, um, and helpful. And now that's showing itself in Clubhouse as well with the collaborations with some of these same refreshed students in Clubhouse where you're co-moderating rooms together and leading a community on Clubhouse. Yes, absolutely. Clubhouse has been um, so amazing for me this past month and a half. I'm going to have to start making myself scale back a little bit because, you know, I have some business coming back a little bit. So, you know, I've been spending a lot of time in there and it's so amazing for the learning opportunities. I've learned so much from so many people and the networking opportunities um, has been amazing. And I'm hoping that eventually when it's a little bit more mainstream and more people are on it, and especially when it opens up to Android, that it'll be um, something that we can use to sort of engage and attract clients. Right. And so I'm going to kind of, you know, tie that in with you know, the way you're showing up in a group, like you're saying, it takes while, it takes a while sometimes for you to get to know people, especially online before you even reach out or before you even start to talk to them more comfortably, whether it's on Clubhouse or on Facebook or in a Slack channel, it's the same thing, right? The similarities are, are there for you and your ideal audience, right? And this is why we need to show up. So it's not like, okay, well, I posted once, why aren't people calling me? Oh, I email once every six months, why aren't people calling me? It takes time, but they're not going to be able to get more comfortable with you if you don't continue to show up without expectations. Yes, that was kind of a light bulb moment for me just now. You're so right. (laughs) Yeah, we're all humans, right? Yeah, totally. We're all humans and, and we react the same way, no matter where we are, whether it's online or in person. So we have to keep showing up for the people who needs to see us on a regular basis. Yeah, okay. definitely. Perfect. So that's a great end to our conversation. Jenny, thank you so much for being here and sharing some tips and sharing more about you and your agency. Of course. So happy to do it. Anytime. Thank you, Jenny. All right. Thank you, Nicole. I loved all of that every single minute of these conversations. And I hope you did too. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to stay tuned for part two, which is coming out in the next episode of these great conversations. And listen, find me on Instagram and let me know your thoughts. You can find me in two places. You can find me at Nicole S. Barrett, as well as at Hey Travelpreneur. Let's join in on the conversations because I would love to know 
what you are doing differently in your business moving forward as well. Okay, I'll catch you in the next episode, folks. Bye.